What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a lot going on for uh, Thanksgiving week especially, which it is. Happy Thanksgiving week. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, apparently, a hostage deal, a release of the hostages is, there might, I guess there's some hope for that. Even as we talk about that though, the fighting has intensified. We'll get into that and much more coming up in 60 seconds. You know, coming up also on today's program, we have a, an interesting story for you. The title, Forget the Founding Fathers. How we should all basically disregard the things that the founders uh, did and what they what might say about today's world. is going to be it's going to be an incredible journey. And it reminded me, uh, as I was reading it, about what we talk about all the time with the Tuttle Twins books. Uh, the Tuttle Twins are having their biggest Black Friday deal ever with their books, bundles, and some very special one-time bonuses you won't see again. And you know, stories like Forget the Founding Fathers probably don't exist if people actually read the Tuttle Twins books when they're young. <laughs> because you, you're going to learn about the foundation of this country and why it's important to what we're doing today. If you have kids, I have a couple of them, and they love the Tuttle Twins books. Uh, if you want to have kids that look up to the heroes who built our country to be empowered, self-motivated, and to think critically, you need the Tuttle Twins books. These lessons aren't found in schools, and if you want the kids to cherish and defend our nation's core values, these books are key. Books are the antidote to wokeism and Marxism and the garbage that kids learn at school or online. Tuttle Twins have two phenomenal bundles. This week only, go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get the Black Friday deal, and all the one-time bonuses that are available now. Again, it's this week only, TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So heavy fighting has erupted around yet another hospital in northern Gaza. Um, Israel's military has expanded their ground assault, um, and reports from the Indonesian hospital come after weeks of focus on Gaza's main medical facility, Al-Shifa. So 31 premature babies were evacuated from the site yesterday, but hundreds of patients and staff are still there, uh, trapped by the fighting. Many more have been sheltering at the Indonesian hospital. Now, I guess the UN has paid them a visit, and so there's video going around of uh, who's there, the hostages, the Hamas terrorists mingling around. Uh, Israel has long said that there's a command center either at or underneath this hospital. And apparently they've got fairly compelling evidence of that, but it doesn't matter to the rest of the world. It's never going to be enough for the media, I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, they have evidence of, of tunnels underneath. They, had, they released a mm -hmm. drone video, which is pretty amazing to see. The drone drops through a little hole down a very long shaft mm -hmm. to a tunnel system below the hospital. Now, is that the one with the blast door on it? Too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A blast door. Yeah. Now, look, mm -hmm. Pat, it's very possible they're just storing their ibuprofen down there. You know, it's sure. possible, mm -hmm. you know, they were looking to, they had just stockpiles of where all the Tylenol, IVs, are IVs mm -hmm. um, you know, that maybe they just thought, you know, why put this stuff that in a place that's really accessible to the doctors, let's put it way under the earth 
mm-hmm. in a place that almost no one could get to. Right. You almost need to be a, a, a you have gymnast level of dexterity to get to this tunnel. But uh-huh. let's do that. Let's put it down there. And then when people you know, need a syringe, they could just drop down 50 feet to these tunnels. So that is a good way of running a hospital. It's possible that's why they're there. Uh, they haven't, they didn't go down there and show like a, a, a Dr. Evil type headquarters. So the media is still hanging on to this belief that this is just only a hospital, even though Israel has also released footage of, of uh, Hamas members with hostages from uh, Israel mm-hmm. and bringing them back to this hospital passing multiple other hospitals on the way you'd think like you just stop at the first one no no they passed all these other hospitals on the way bring them to this one particular hospital and don't seem to bring them into the places where the doctors are huh which is strange the doctors by the way all seem to understand what's going on here they don't seem to be oh my gosh i can't believe a hamas member would come here it seems like they're all like they're all work buddies yeah and uh, over and over again, this has been shown to to be the case. It's just never going to be enough evidence. You can't you can't prove it enough. And and the standards are so different. You know, when Israel makes a claim, we have to have drone footage. We have to have uh, documentation. We have to show mm-hmm. the weapons inside the hospital. How many layers of proof do we need? And then when Hamas is like, ah, uh, that bombing, eight hundred million people killed. They're just running on the front mm-hmm. page of the New York Times. Right. There's no evidence at all of any of these things. They just run the numbers directly from the Gaza Health Ministry, which is basically just Hamas. I mean, it's it's Hamas run. And now they're saying 13,000 have died. 13,000. Health officials reported that. (laughs) Okay. From the Gaza Health Authority. Which is run by Hamas. Yes. So Hamas told us that their mortal enemies killed 13,000 of them. Like, like. A good little automaton. You just go ahead and report the numbers coming directly from Hamas. Yeah. Now, if there were equivalent ridiculous claims coming from Israel and they were also reporting them, I would still say it was not journalism. Mm-hmm. But at least you could make the argument, okay, they're they're doing this on both sides. Of course, there isn't any equivalent. There are no equivalent claims coming from Israel because they're telling you what actually occurred. Have you also noticed that the estimate of innocent Israelis killed at the beginning of this thing seems to be going down? It was 1,500, then it was 1,400, now it's 1,200. I heard 1,200 as well recently, which was interesting. Yeah. Now, they, the estimate of injury, which almost never gets talked about, was 3,500. Jeez. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, wow. it is odd. It does seem to be dropping. And I think the, I don't know what that is. I've heard pro-Israeli sources say 1,200, which, again, hmm. makes you, would indicate to you that Israel maybe is finding people they thought were killed and weren't. Yeah. Or maybe they possible. think they're hostages and it weren't actually killed. They've or, actually revised the hostage uh, total down as well because mm-hmm. they found many of them dead already. So they're not hostages anymore. They're they're gone. But again, like a country just releasing <laughs> wild propaganda doesn't do that. No. There's no right. reason to be lowering your estimates after right. everyone in the world has been talking about them for weeks. Um, you know, so, you know, it's credit to, uh, to, to Israel if that's what they're doing. Uh, again, that's not how, it's just not how war works. It's not even how, you know, we, we, we sit here all the time, Pat, and, and mock international law mm-hmm. because... International law is not something that 
you could talk about it for guidelines for certain things, but it is not something that I would want my country run on. I don't respect international law as an authority over the United States, frankly, at all. Right. You know, because we're a sovereign nation. We're a sovereign nation. We make our own decisions. Yeah. When it comes to war, we will make our own decisions and and live with those consequences. International law gives maybe a, a basic guideline for what you're supposed to do. Like, for example, you're not supposed to go into a, someone's country and, and rape and murder and decapitate them. That, like, that's against mm. international law. I haven't heard a lot of discussion about that recently. No, not at all. Uh, international. No condemnation. No condemnation. From the UN. No, it doesn't They seem have to. condemned Israel. Uh, and hmm. in the history of this fiasco, they've condemned Israel 144 times. And the Palestinians, let me bring down one, let's carry the two. Uh, none. No times. Zero times. Zero times. Wow. Yeah. You know, an easy way to shortcut that is any number multiplied by zero is zero. Yeah, right. So if you just, right. next time you're, you're trying to do those That's calculations in your head, it's, it's an easy one. Tip. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's incredible that, that this keeps happening. And this is the what they continue to do over and over and over and over again. And I, there's no end in sight. In fact, it seems to be going exactly the way that Hamas wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Their plan was, we will go in and do the most uh, just vile things possible to a community. We realize there will be backlash from Israel. We are counting on it. We want it. And we also believe immediately that the international stage will turn on Israel and say they're the bad guys in this. And if that happens, yeah. long term, it might be a win for us. We yeah. might, maybe we can turn the tides against Israel Right now, it seems like a bunch of Arab nations are starting to, uh, you know, partner with them and and negotiate with them in ways we haven't seen before. Let's stop that. And it seems to have worked with the help of the international media and every left-wing organization in the world. And it's interesting because time and time again, they've not only lied and lied about numbers and, and the facts involving these things, but they've also faked a lot of injuries mm-hmm. and deaths and i mean to the point where they use um past corpses mm-hmm. to depict current death yeah. for themselves mm-hmm. and then they stage these rescue operations and you always see these fire people running around and carrying somebody on a stretcher and a lot of times it's not even happening at yeah. that particular time that's right i mean we we had a, a situation i believe it was this weekend where Ilan Omar, a sitting congresswoman, retweeted a picture of a bunch of dead children and said, and it said, like, look at the horrors of Israel. They're killing, they're murdering 65 children or whatever it was. And it was a photo, fo- it was actually a photo from the Syrian gas attacks from what, 2014. Oh my not gosh. Even the, not even the same country. My gosh. And this is a sitting congresswoman. And I don't know. I Despicable. would I, I would argue not to defend Ilan Omar at this time, but I would wow. argue she's not even the worst one on the left right now. I mean, Talib is legitimately oh, yeah. much worse. Yes. And it's incredible that this stuff happens. Gosh, and it's amazing. embarrassing. <laughs> and yet there is no shame. There's nothing that can happen that would make these people feel bad about the lies that they tell. No. It just there's no limit to the amount of nonsense they will spew and feel no shame for it. And I don't know. I mean, I, I we talk about this all the time. Like, 
if we make a mistake, I feel I feel bad about it. Like I, I feel like I, I, you know I, I mm-hmm. don't want to blow a story. I don't want to give a quote that's not really a quote. I, you know, some, you see so much stuff online. Sometimes you and we make sure to correct it. Yeah, you make sure to correct it. You you you're really careful when you do this stuff. I, I you know when you're on social media, especially. You see stuff that is retweeted by, let's say, a trusted source, someone you trust. Mm-hmm. So, if it, it, you know, a lot of times I'll see, you know, some reporter that I I, I, I um, respect tweet something, and I'll assume it's correct. And we've been burned by that process before, frankly. Like there have mm-hmm. been st- times where, even on the conservative side, someone comes out with a claim on the conservative side. We sort of echo it for a few moments, not re- because we trust them, and then realize after we're doing deeper homework, oh, that's not true. And we have to come out and tell you about it. It's happened a few times. Not a lot, but a few times. They don't do that at all. They don't care. None of them. None of the squad does that. Nope. Uh, none of the none of the left-wing media does that either. They don't come back and say, oh, you know what? These Hamas numbers completely out of whack. Yeah. They're yeah, not true. Not They're true not at all. right. Uh, it's it's stunning. And it's embarrassing, like you, like you mentioned. Um, in a country like ours, with all this freedom, and the freedom of the press, and... But they don't seem to be accountable to us anymore. They just, they do their thing. They lie and stick it right in our face. And they don't care. They get away with it. It's really astonishing. All right, more coming up in one minute. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are a shining example of what putting the cause ahead of profits looks like in real life. And that's why we're proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and more. And their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching very easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, you'll get a free smartphone. Go to patriotmobile.com slash beck, patriotmobile.com slash beck, or call 972-PATRIOT, and you can use the promo code FRIDAY76. Again, it's a free smartphone, so you probably want to remember this information. Offer is uh, eligible only with a Black Friday uh, promo code FRIDAY76. you got to remember that. FRIDAY76 is a limited time offer. Join Patriot Mobile and make the switch today. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Of course, it's this administration that makes all of these problems even worse. Because they go along with it. They encourage it. Uh, they themselves practice this, uh, these lies and the cheating and the stealing from the American people. Uh, so I think it was Sheryl Crow who said a change, a change would do us good. And it was her, yeah. I, I'm, She's, and then she said it about 58 like, straight yes, times in the same song. Did. There's no other lyrics. In fact, that's yeah. about all she said that's for about it. four solid minutes. <laughs> yeah. But she's right. In this case, we could really use a change. And so as this primary season heats up, mm-hmm. uh, I just saw that Nikki Haley uh, surged to number two in New Hampshire after Trump. Yeah. She's still way behind Trump. Yeah. I'm, 
But I think she's, I don't know if that's, I would say that's a current surge. I mean, she's been, I think she's been the number in second place in, in New Hampshire for, for a while, for a little while. Yeah. She was just up to 18% though. I think that's, is that higher? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a her, her average right now is 18.7. Just look, just oh, a wow. quick glimpse. Yep. She, so the okay. last three polls, she's been in 18, 20 and 20. In fact, DeSantis hmm. Is not really even competing in New Hampshire. He's actually no, not I heard even third. He doesn't have much of an infrastructure right. in New Hampshire. He's fourth in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, behind Chris Christie is, is third. And I think Ramaswamy in the in, anyway in the poll I saw t- this morning. Yes, I think Ramaswamy was even ahead. Washington of Post poll, maybe. Yeah, so the, eight percent. Yeah, and, yeah. Let me give it to you. Yeah, Washington okay. Post Monmouth poll came out uh, over the weekend. Um, has Trump at forty six, Haley eighteen, Christie at eleven, Ugh. Ramaswamy at eight. DeSantis at seven, Amazing. and then Scott Burgum. Burgum's still at two. And you know, at, at, this is the time he makes his run. People don't realize this. Burgumentum <laughs> is about to kick in. You feel it, don't you? There's yeah, an electricity I, surrounding his campaign that's yeah. undeniable. It really is. <laughs> it's a solid. You just know that at any minute he's going to explode. And 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 you know, look, I don't want to overstate <laughs> it, but Hutchinson had one percent in this poll. Now the last, the two previous polls, he had zero. So you look, you think about this so increasing. After he got out of the race. Is Hutchinson out? I think he's out. Yeah, he's out. Wait, he's dropped out? Uh, yes. Wait, I missed this How headline. How could you miss that? That was one of the biggest stories really? of the year. Yeah. When Asa Hutchinson dropped <laughs> Wait, out. Wait, I didn't know he dropped huh. out. Yeah, he dropped out. And, but it's helped. It's helped him in the Yeah, polls. it has helped him. People are like, wow, you know, I missed that guy. <laughs> Wait, so he's at one. So at the last, so his average poll right now is 0.3. Is that right? Did you check on it? Oh, he oh, hasn't dropped not. out? All right. Never mind. I take it back. I really thought he dropped out. I didn't think he did. <laughs> what I was that just, big news item I that he, I was thinking of? He's, Dang it. He's pushing on to the end. He's going to keep churning until yeah. this happens. And that's the... Th- now, look. Mm. Do I think the end of this... Look, I know a lot of people like Trump. A lot of people like DeSantis. A lot of people mm. like Haley. I get that. But the end of this game is a Burgum Hutchinson ticket. That's You're where right, this ends. Right. Okay. That's I'll the only one that can right win. Now, it's the only one that can it's win. It's the only one who can win. It's the <laughs> only team that can bring us to the promised land is Bergamentum, Bergamania kicking yep. in with uh, Asa Fever. And when those two get together. So it's Bergamentum. But Asa fever. Asa fever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like and it. that's that I is like that. it's also a disease. You should know. And if you have it, you, you see your physician immediately. It is deadly. It is. <laughs> but uh, it's deadly for for your campaign. That's yeah. for sure. If you catch Asa fever, wow. Yeah. At any time. But uh, it's you're right. It's an, and now. This is why I think we talked about this last week a little bit. Like, there's an argument, and the Haley people will make it to you if you ask them that they're actually in second place overall. It, you could go either way on this. I think I, I would say DeSantis is he's still second place nationally. He is second place in Iowa. But to be fair, Nikki Haley is in a strong, a strong second is is overstating it because all these people are behind from yeah, Trump. by 30, 40 points. What I'm saying is in this secondary primary, right, with everyone else outside of Trump yeah. running for that second choice. And there will be a second choice at some point. Someone will develop. It will happen either if DeSantis wins Iowa or if DeSantis loses Iowa and Haley can come in a stronger second in New Hampshire. Because the thing mm-hmm. with Haley is she dovetails New Hampshire with her home state. So she has the second state is Haley friendly because it's more of a moderate electorate in New Hampshire. And then the third state is her home state, which obviously is Haley friendly. So she has an argument that she could, especially if DeSantis mm. can't win in Iowa, 
can kind of take over that mantle of the other choice, and then you're going to have that Trump versus Haley thing that may not last very long, but is yeah. is possible. Really surprising to me that she's doing that well, and she seems to have gone up in each of the after each of the debates. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I I just have not liked. In fact, I like her less after the the debates. The first two I, debates I did not like. I thought the third perform the third debate I thought she was better, but still I. Mm. I mean, again, she's representing a part of the party that does exist, right? But we just because, hawks. yeah, like that—that that is a there's mm-hmm. that. I mean, that was a fundamental part of the of the Reagan fusion uh, argument back in the day, yeah, right? Like the yeah. national security conservatives, the foreign policy conservatives, yeah, uh, that were hawkish. That was a part of it, and those people she still definitely exist. fits that bill. She does, she does, and she she's also does. squishy on abortion, and I. Yeah really don't like that either uh so she is very squishy she's like well we can't really get votes so what if we don't say anything about it and it's like all right <laughs> yeah, we tried that yeah Nikki, that's, that was for the last, a long that was time a long time of trying that yeah, it didn't work and, and honestly when you see the most successful moments in conservative history they coincide with a lot of talk about it yeah i mean yeah, go back to ronald reagan if you want to go back there you know yes foreign policy conservatism was part of it but he was not a he was not squishy on abortion. Not at all. 888-727-BECK with your thoughts. The Glenn Beck Program. So we've taken a, a good beating as a country the past couple of years, and you've probably felt that a little bit. And I'm sure you, like millions of other Americans, are feeling the effects of all of that. If you're one of the people who are trying to sell or buy a house, um, well, things can be kind of scary right now. Uh, the deal, however, is that Americans are kind of like, it's it's our thing to get back up and just push back when we have tough times. And we're in one of those periods right now. Glenn started a company a few years ago called realestateagentsitrust.com because he had dealt with all the hassles that, it, you know, go along with buying and selling of homes. It's not fun. And he was complaining about it constantly, all the time. I come in every day and we want to talk about the news and he would just be complaining about his real estate experiences. So he started a company to actually do something about it. And it's been a huge success. And one of the reasons it's a huge success is it's free for you. If you want to find the best agent in your area, whether you're buying or selling a home at no cost to you whatsoever, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Have the best experience you can have with a big financial transaction like a real estate buying or selling a home. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, live, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts. Stu for Glenn this week. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You know what? It is uh, Joe Biden's eighty first birthday today. So. Happy birthday, oh, wow. Mr. President. Mm. Happy birthday this is a little... to you. It's a 
little creepy. I mean, Marilyn Monroe is way too young for Joe Biden. Yeah, way. You know. Yes, that is it's true. Really, it's true. It's uncomfortable. Because mental acuity-wise, he's about 216. Wow, it's yeah. kind of like dog years. 216. With, with Joe Biden. Yeah. Just take his age and multiply it by eh, three-ish, and you get <laughs> his mental acuity age. Yeah. He is. Oh, man. He's on a heck of a roll with this stuff. Isn't he, though? Yeah. yeah I, I, he really I, is. I've been... You see these clips come across social media all the time of him just stumbling and bumbling his oh way through God. stuff. It's so embarrassing. But like what's I think increased even more than that since he's become president are the moments where he seems like he looks like he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. Oh, I That's love that. Really kicking in. And it happens every time at the end of a speech. Yeah. And you know they've gone over it with him over and over. Mr. President, when the speech ends, exit stage left and someone will be waiting there for you to guide you down the stairs and so every time it's like where do i go do i go over there no how about over there do i go up there he he has no idea yeah he just can't do it he's incapable of understanding or remembering the directions you know he was given they right. have to tell oh, him. Many times it's written on yeah, it the is. piece of paper he's that's, holding. That's right. Which is... Still can't do it. And I have real sympathy in a weird way with the people around him. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. as, as a man who's worked with uh, Glenn Beck for multiple <laughs> decades. Yeah. And you have as well, Pat. Like, yeah. Glenn has a bit of this in him. Not from a... <laughs> um, not from a... I don't know, mental acuity standpoint, but from a, like, he's oblivious to all things told to him at any other yeah. point during the day. He's got too many other things in his head. Yeah. And th- to worry about the details like that. That's not the case with Biden. No, but you you come up with tricks to to try to get him to do the things that he needs to do. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you got to make sure you talk to this person. You got to make sure he, this is this person's name. Glenn's terrible with names. Uh, you know, you, you have to make sure... When, you know, you, you do X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. You have to make sure you hit this thing. Like, hey, we're here to promote this big project you're working on. You have to mention it during the speech. And then he'll do a 45-minute speech and then walk off stage and never mention it. Like, that is, <laughs> like, that's the type of stuff Glenn does all the time. So you come up with tricks. You put little reminders in certain places. You 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 help you help him insert it into the actual speech text, right? Like, so, hey, right. you're making this point that's very closely associated with this thing you're supposed to talk about. Maybe that's a good time to mention it. And occasionally he might even do it. But like, I, so I have some sympathy with like the White House aide who's like, I just need him to walk to the left. It's got to be the most frustrating thing I, in the world. It's got to be. Because they know how important this is and they know... That the public perception, even among Democrats now, they're starting to oh, become yeah. concerned about how old and decrepit Over and demented 50% he is. 50% of Biden voters say he can't do the job. More than 50%. Imagine, that's, in, that's incredible. Imagine facing that, that as a campaign. Happen. Forget the fact, well, look, we all know Biden's destroying the country. Take that out for a second and think about this just mm-hmm. from a strategical uh, perspective. You go into this, and you're like, wait a minute. What are we supposed to do here? Right. How do we get yeah. this to happen? Our biggest vulnerability is a guy who can't think or speak or mm-hmm. walk the right direction or coherently get through a five minute uh, outlay of his policies. And yet, yeah, the only way to solve that, right, if you are a normal candidacy, like and I've seen articles written about this, if you're a normal candidate, the only way to get th- to get through this and solve this is to put him in positions where he can succeed, mm-hmm. right? Put him in front of people more often and make it look like 
the thing they're concerned about isn't true. And they can't do that because there is no scenario in which he can succeed. And that's why he does the fake jog everywhere he goes. Because yep. it's like, look at me. I can move my arms quickly for a second. Yeah, and that, then that is really why they do that. Look well, like I'm jogging. And he's got a habit now. Mm-hmm. He does it every time, everywhere. Right. He remember, thinks, show that I'm young yep. and virile. Show right? how show. spry I am. Right. Despite the fact that he's actually shuffling to wherever it is he's going, I'm going to move my arms and make it look like I'm jogging. Yeah. And you can see it's like that that really weird, like, you know, <laughs> look, this affects everybody when you get to this age, this stiffness, you know. Yeah. They, they talk about how when, when you get older, one of the defining characteristics of that is if I were, if Pat, if you were walking ahead of me and I said, Pat, and, and you turn around and look at me and like you... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't turn your entire body around. You'd turn from your waist up. You'd kind of turn with your legs a little bit, and you'd uh-huh. turn back, and you'd, you'd, you'd talk to me. When you get to a certain age, your flexibility drops to a point where you're enti- you have to shuffle your feet around, and you totally turn around and look at the other person. That's the only way you can turn around. And look, this is not... Uh, I'm not being critical here of, of people as they get older. It happens to literally everyone. We're all going through this process. But this is the president of the United States. Exactly. We need him to be better than this. You need him to be spry and thoughtful and sharp. And despite the fact that the White House spokespeople continue to tell us, oh, he's the sharpest, best communicator in the White House. Oh, the interns, the 20-year-old interns can't even keep up with him. Yeah. Are they crippled? Are they? They are. Mentally, yes. Yeah. Do they have no legs? I mean, how is that possible? It's not. It's It's not not possible. possible. Well, and, and you see... Again, you try everything you can. So as we just talked about, the normal way you'd solve this problem as a campaign would be to put your candidate in positions that they can succeed often yeah. to con- to push back against the narrative that he's too old and can't do this job. However, none of these situations actually exist with Joe Biden. So they've gone to the next step down in the bag of tricks, which is to say, all the times you can't see him, he's doing the job well. When you can see him, I know he has these moments. It's, ah, geez. But when you're not there, when you can't see him, when only we can witness it, he's amazing. We can't even keep up with him. This is legitimately where they are now. Yeah. They have no other place to go. So they're just saying, like, look, what if we tell you that these invisible times that you'll never be able to witness, he's amazing, and just hope you believe it. And look, all of the uh, the media members will echo it, so there'll be some basis for people to believe it. If you believe in the media, you might very well go along with this nonsense. You might say, okay, well, you know, maybe he gets in front of people and, and it doesn't go so well, but look, all these people I trust from the mainstream media and all these three-letter letter networks are telling me when he's off the air, when, he, when he's not, when no cameras are around, he's incredible. <laughs> and it's like, how could anyone believe that? I don't know. But people do. Some do. Democrats do. I mean, it's... Uh, I think that Republicans, 86% of Republicans think, you know, he's past the place where he can continue to serve in his capacity. 86%? 86%. And I think it was 61% independence. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's growing to the point where now even Democrats, like... You, you said, um, are starting to think, yeah, I don't necessarily want him to run. And I think that's about 50% or so. Yeah. 
the ones that said he's actually too old to serve was maybe 26%, if I remember mm-hmm. uh, correctly. But, I mean, it's pretty widespread now. It's yeah. not just Republicans. It's not just the right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, f- you know, as far as the uh, oh, direct mental acuity, it's not 50%. But when you're talking about whether they would rather have someone else... That's not normal for a candidate. It's like, not. It's not. That's not a normal thing that you're dealing with as as a candidate. You're trying. You're running as an incumbent. I the, mean, Joe the, Biden's the president of the United States. Yeah. The exact quote or question was: When it comes to Joe Biden's fitness for the presidency, how big a problem do you think his age is? All voters, fifty six percent. Jeez. With Republicans eighty six, as I said, and independents, that was the figure sixty one percent. With Democrats, twenty seven percent. Jeez, think that's... it's a big problem. Another 44% say it's a small problem. So <laughs> that's a pretty high percentage, uh, you know, of 70, yeah. 71% of Democrats think it's at least some kind of a problem. Yes, I would say that is. And it's, you know, look, they will say it over and over again. Um, they don't want a, to, a guy who and i think you know this gets overblown the the number is the the easy way to summarize this argument and it's important to understand i think that it's not about the number it's about the mental acuity yeah i, I mean the, right it is the most obvious example if he was 81 and mm-hmm. perfectly fine mental health wise that wouldn't you know his policies would still be a problem for me but Oh, yeah. But it wouldn't be that I think he's decrepit and not capable of being president. Um, another, let me give you another poll. This is uh, from, uh, let's see, who is the pollster? Uh, Associated Press poll uh, from this from a couple months ago. But uh, are you, is Joe Biden too old for a second term? U.S. adults, uh, 77% say yes, Biden is too old. That's huge. Uh, Republicans, 89, so pretty consistent with the other poll. However, independents, 74% say that he is too old. And Democrats, 69% say he's too old. 69% of Democrats. Now, you notice there's a slight wording difference here, and that is important. Like, is he capable or is he too old? Meaning, like, maybe it's ideally we'd have someone younger. Yeah. Uh, But I I do think that the numbers are much better for Trump. In fact... Uh, you'd expect them to be worse for Trump among Democrats, and they're basically the same, you know, among which is mm. a win for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but but among independents, seventy four percent say Biden is too old, and only forty eight percent say Trump is too old. Now, I mentioned the, these th- these steps of what you do as a campaign. Number one is you try to get your candidate out there to disprove it. They can't do that. They have no way of doing that. Yeah. Number two is to say, well, when you can't see him, he's better. <laughs> Then when you can see him, trust us. We're, we and then we just have to be naive enough to believe it. Right. And number three is to try to undercut the, uh, the, the difference, right? So this is a new approach, and you're going to see this a lot more often. Get ready for this. This is going to happen all the time. They are going to take every time Donald Trump makes an error. Right. And, and they're starting of, to do that already. They're doing it already. Yeah. Um, there's a new uh, Jonathan Carl book coming out um, uh, about the Jeez. Trump um, administration. And, you know, he's an ABC reporter. But one of the focuses of the book is actually behind the scenes, Trump is the people around Trump are worried about him losing it because he's too old. They say that he keeps referring mm. to uh, President Obama 
right. instead of President Biden. And he has done that in a couple of speeches. They say, they, they go back and they say he's he's misnaming countries. He's saying, I, I talked to this leader of this country and it's the, it's the wrong country. They're now going to try to emphasize every mistake Trump makes, not as Trump's crazy or Trump is, I mean, they'll say that stuff too, of course. But also that Trump is just as old as Biden and having the same problems. Yep. Now, when your campaign boils down to that, their candidate is also uh, <laughs> completely incomprehensible and yeah. incoherent <laughs> and is compromised <laughs> mentally, that's not a good place to be. It doesn't seem to be. But no. that's how desperate they are. Yeah. It is legitimately complete desperation. All the things that we say on the air, all the things that you say to your friends, all of those things are being said by Democrats behind Joe Biden's back. Every single day. They all know. They all believe it. They all believe this is one of those weird cases. This is completely bipartisan. They know what you know. They don't admit it in front of the cameras, but they know what you know. They know this is a massive problem. They know everyone can see it. They have no idea what to do with themselves. But again, um, ultimately, it comes down to... Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Well, that wasn't the best birthday Happy card. Birthday. Uh, what we just did. <laughs> 81 years young today. All right, more coming up. <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you about American financing. Uh, American financing, uh, well, the year is winding down and the new year is right around the corner. So you need to be asking yourself, what are your financial goals? What is it that you're going to do to shore up your financial house? Where are the areas where you're saving money? And more importantly, where are the areas where you're not saving money? If you like a lot of Americans, uh, you know, the answer to that is debt. Things like high interest credit cards, which are you know double digits and not even low double digits anymore. If you're a homeowner, it's time to do something about it. You can with American Financing. In 10 minutes, they can do a free financial review that will show you what your options are. People are doing this and saving 700 bucks a month. Does that sound like something you could use? 700 bucks a month, especially as we approach the holidays. Uh, imagine how much freer you would feel by getting out from under that debt. American Financing is America's home for home loans, and they've been helping people just like you get free of their financial burdens for over 20 years. Be the next person that they help. There's a lot of them, and you can be in that line. I've been helped by American Financing. So many people around here have as well. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's American Financing. Net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Pat and Stu for Glenn today and uh, until Wednesday, actually. And then I think uh, Thursday. I was thinking about taking Thursday off. I wanted to let you Were you, you thinking know about, about that? that? Yeah. 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 What about you know, Friday? Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. I've had mm-hmm. some shopping to do. Yeah. It's Black Friday. Black Friday. And uh, there's an, an NFL game on Black Friday for the first time in history. Really? Yes. First time in NFL oh, history. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed. There's never been one. A Black Friday game. Yeah. So you get now huh. three, games, you know? uh, three games on Thanksgiving now. 
That's great. And one wow. game on Black Friday. So you never have to oh. leave the house anymore. You just watch football all the time. <laughs> that is basically where we're. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. I will look into it here in a second. Uh, but tonight, the Eagles play the Chiefs, right? Is This it's, is a Super Bowl rematch. Super Bowl rematch. People are saying the biggest regular season game in years. Uh-huh. You have the 8-1 Eagles. Here's what ruins it, Best record it, in the NFL. We just mm-hmm. found out. Okay. And, and maybe it's been the case the whole time. Mm-hmm. But apparently, no Taylor Swift at the stadium tonight. Yeah, very sad. And we were all counting on that distraction. Shockingly, you will still get uh, <clears throat> oh, 80% <laughs> of the coverage will still be I about her. Because I think the her. parents are still meeting or whatever, yeah. right? Or whatever. <laughs> but yes. And so we definitely want to cover that. Oh, we must. Have to. We, we must. Have uh, to. That's so disappointing. <laughs> I just I just want football. But I will I say, know. what's funny about this is I do get now constantly social media messages about Jason and Travis Kelsey from my wife. Like, no. whatever they're doing, I get updates all the time from my wife. All of a sudden, she's very interested in the center of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs>